I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. episode 9 million. <laughs> I think it's 60 something. Um, guys, I really don't know what number it is every week. I'm like, oh my god, it's one number bigger than the week before, but what number will that be? I think it's episode, okay, I'm checking right now. You guys, it's episode 63-ish. Um, guys, it's such a crazy week. This episode is fashionably late, but also sort of on time. Thank you so much. Um, I spent the last week-ish, um, it was like almost a week, in L.A., um, in La La Land. And much like the famed Almost Best Picture winner, La La Land, um, it was magical. And I almost, you know, started singing and dancing. Um, had several <laughs> Bravo-related moments. And before we hop to this week's um, episode, Kiki, which is with the super, super fabulous um, Danny Pellegrino from the um, iconic podcast, Everything Iconic. Um, 
I went to his gorgeous, beautifully appointed um, place in West Hollywood and kikied with him for an hour about like everything, everything. Um, he's magical. So um, that'll be up in just a couple minutes. But so I went to LA and I swear to God, it was like the God above, aka His Holiness Andy Cohen, knew I was there and decided to surprise me at every like turn with a Bravo celebrity. So if you go to my Instagram, uh, Dame Galley, which you should 100% be following me because as you know from last week's episode, I'm now public, which I'm very upset about and annoyed about, but please follow me. So I feel like it's not all for naught. Um, so I just had several moments. First off, um, attended See You Next Tuesday at Sir with a friend of mine, um, Brendan, who has never seen Vanderpump Rules or Beverly Hills Housewives and had absolutely no idea what was going on. So I decided I like obviously needed to go because it's like going to Mecca for a gay man or a hag. Um, and so we represented both of those populations. Um, I probably represented them both myself. Um, so we like roll into Sir, and I don't know what to expect. Had I been to Sir? I don't think I'd been to Sir before. So we roll into Sir, and I ask, like, even before we step in, I ask, like, the guard at the door, um, who I do not believe carded us, which is, like, shameful, because I swear to God I look 17 and a half if I'm a day. So I asked him, is there a back room, like, where James is? And he was like, no. And I was like, uh oh, this isn't great. So we go into Sir, and James, for whatever reason, his like DJ stand is directly next to the hostess stand. It's like two feet away. So I thought there was like a club room or something. I don't know what the fuck I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting his DJ stand to be like literally next to the bar. So we go in, and the first person I see is Billy Lee, who's like legit working. So I freak out and have a meltdown. I'm like, Billy Lee, like, need a photo and she was like okay so she wasn't super thrilled about it but they were all kind of weird about people asking for photos I guess it's because they're just exhausted by it because when they like need to work there I mean I don't know what their contracts stipulate but I feel like some of them do need to work there like on you know like a random day that they're just the entire time their whole shift is just like people like myself assholes just being like I need a photo but it's Disney it's Bravo Disneyland so like you know, everyone wants a photo of Mickey and Minnie, and I wanted a photo with Billy Lee. So she was like, sure. Then Raquel walks in, who looks like a fucking living doll. She looks like an American girl doll. So I'm like, Raquel, need a photo. She said, great, fine. Then James rolls in, and I die for James. And James rolls in, he looks like a little, not unkempt, but he looked like something was up. So I said, James, need a photo. And he was like, oh, I need to, like, set up my stuff, like, real quick. I need to set up my stuff. And, by the way, I'm 100% uh, got a graduate, undergraduate degree in um, theater. So you're welcome for that British accent. That's, like, $120,000 right there um, in uh, college whatevers. Um, so I get a quick photo with him that's, like, kind of um, amazing slash um, uh, slightly awkward, which is 100% on Instagram. And, um, so then he sets up, which I mean, like, what does setting up mean? Does it mean like turning on your computer, your iPad or whatever you're whatevering? So I, so he like turns on and he starts like playing music, whatever. And then just like, I don't know how many people were there, 25, 30, but it feels like a million because again, his DJ stand or whatever is right next to the door. So then I start like walking with Brendan to the bar to get friggin' seltzer on the rocks like an asshole because I'm not allowed to drink. Thank you, doctors. Um, 
So I like turn around and there's fucking Sheena. And Sheena's in her whole like sir outfit. Like Sheena is working. So I say, Sheena, photo, need it, die for you. So she's super sweet, takes a photo. Looks so much prettier IRL than she does in the show. I think like, I don't know. All of those women do like the heavy contour stuff. Like what Kim K used to do before she was into like the refreshed natural 10 layers of makeup. But she's so much prettier in real life. She was probably the sweetest of all of them. Took a little photo, whatever. And then, so Brendan, I'm like dying. Like Brendan is like, you look like you're about to die. Like I am literally like on the floor, like dying, about to die. Like this is like my swan song. Like this is my like make a wish. It's like make us see you next Tuesday. Um, so, so then I turn around and then who the fuck is it but Paul? And I actually freaked out most of anyone over Paul. Like James is off like DJing or whatever you would call what he does. Billy Lee is there. Sheena's taking like Insta story video next to James at the DJ booth, aka like essentially like hostess stand, additional stand. Um, and I just die over Paul. I ended up talking to Paul for, I swear to God, 20 minutes. He actually dropped some amazing scoop. A, he did some weird things with a politician that I really can't get into because I told my friend Brendan I was going to talk about on the show and he was like, you actually cannot do that. And I was like, okay, great. So just if you run into Paul, just ask him who is running for president in 2020 and he's going to give you some like excellent scoop on his interactions with those people. Um, B, he used to run a used car something in San Francisco. He had some, I think it was like mafia stories. I don't know. He said so much. C, this is what was so interesting to me. I was like, do you still live with James? And he's like, James is with Raquel now, which like PS, poor Paul, like James has always been with Raquel, but like don't tell Paul. Um, so I assume they're living together and he's like, and his, his dad has moved in with me. And I was like, What? Because we, a hundred, that means his dad is now living in LA, which I don't think was happening before. I think he was still in London town. Cheerio. Um, that was like $10,000 from my undergrad. Um, and I thought that was fascinating. So I a hundred percent think we have to see that next season. And also he said that Lisa Vanderpump hates him, which I was like wanting to hear more about, but, um, he didn't want to talk about it. And then also he's like, so we were by the, um, like bathroom area which is like halfway through sir um I don't know why that was an important detail though um and he was saying that he's like James needs me over here because you know I get too much attention when I'm like in the group which a hundred percent I don't think he was fucking with me because Paul was like like a gay Count Dracula but like a mush a marshmallow version like he's very Paul like Paul is like singularly Paul like I was talking to him and I was like a he is super fucked up on like every known everything known to mankind but b he's just so singularly individual he's a unique you know butterfly snowflake beautiful beautiful flower he was in full bloom that night full full bloom and it was just magical. We just talked to him for a very long time. And then he kissed my hand and kissed my cheeks. And, you know, I guess, you know, it was just so weird and so wonderful. And it was like everything I needed. And I saw Guillermo there too. There's like photos of everything on my Insta. I just like died for it. Also, Sir is purple. It's just the lighting is very purple. And we didn't eat anything because 
you know, if you Google any review of Sir, it's like the food is like super frozen, but like, God bless it. It's an attractive space. It's like very on. Like you could tell that like Sir is great for TV. It's just like, it's a very just on space. It's just the lighting is a lot. It's superficial, but in a fabulous way. Like I could have stayed there um, all night. So that was my um, see you next Tuesday experience. So then the next night, I went out with some friends. We were supposed to go to Chateau Marmont, um, which was close for a private event, which 100, oh, it was like two days later, which 100% ended up being um, Kyle Richards' premiere party for American Woman. So super upset to have missed that. So instead of going to Chateau Marmont, we went to Sunset Tower, which is like the bougiest place you can go, which was super packed. We lasted 45 seconds, saw Joyce at a table, or as I kept whispering to people, Joyce, I tried taking a photo of her, but was told that was like, you would get like thrown out immediately because apparently like everyone who's anyone goes to Sunset Tower, which I thought was super strange because it's like on the first, it was just a, it's a strange little restaurant that's like beyond packed and is like just it's just where you go you go to get seen even though it's like super dark on the inside so I saw Joyce um killing it at what looks like a nice table like somebody at Sunset Tower loves themselves some um season wonders season one wonders or one season wonders from Beverly Hills because she was like looked like she was having a business meeting hair looked gorgeous as always um so we left Sunset Tower because I was we were all like this is not a good fit and we went to the Mondrian for um drinks aka um salty for sarah um pray for me and so we sit down at one of the um cabanas and i'm just like living my best life like i'm in the middle of talking to some friends about like some crazy shit and i look up and i'm like oh my god it's tom sandoval like tom sandoval's in the cabana next to us so the entire so i said to my friends i was like i don't care what you think of me like some of them are like you know, writers on famous shows and actors and stuff. And I was like, I do not care what you think of me. I'm getting a picture with Tom Sandoval. Like, this is my life's mission is to, like, fucking get a photo with Tom Sandoval. And also, how random is it that we're at this, like, seemingly random hotel? Like, lovely, but, like, seemingly random. And it's, like, fucking Tom Sandoval. So I'm in the middle of, like, telling some sad story to um, uh, my friends. And he gets up, and I was like, okay, got to go. And I, like, ran after him. And was like, Tom, and he turned around and I said, Tom, I'm such a big fan. Like, I did not, I never, when I meet these people in any way, mention the podcast. Because, you know, it's like separate business from pleasure, you know, and we're all fans at the end of the day. So, um, so I said, Tom, I'm a big fan. Can I get a photo? And he pauses for a second. He's like, yeah, sure. And he pauses and I'm like, what's happening? And then he goes, hey, Schwartz. And I was like, what? And then I died. So... A, a, what looked to me like Tom Sandoval having a business meeting with two guys. Turns out one of those fucking guys was Tom Schwartz. So Tom Schwartz comes by and is like literally a human labradoodle. So Tom Schwartz comes by and he's like, oh yeah, you want a photo? Like so cool. So nice to meet you. Like, I don't know if he was high. I was a little bit, but like he's got that like very, it's like not made for TV. Like they both are nice guys. Sandoval is like, you know, a supermodel, and Schwartz is like a little puppy. He's a, just a little genuine shishi-poo, and God bless him. So a friend of mine goes like, hey, do you want us to take the photo? And I was like, yeah, come over. And then I guess I was a little loud, shockingly. And Sandoval was like, no, 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 I got it. And so Sandoval takes the selfie, which I 100% put on Instagram. And you, I'm like, I do not, like I've met, like just through my line of work, I've met like crazy celebrities or whatever. I do not give 
I could give zero fucks about like the A-list. I care so deeply about Bravo celebrities. It's not even funny. So I, in the photo, look like I'm like dying. Like I am like all neck, by the way, because it's like the strangest angle. I do not know how to take a selfie. Schwartz looks adorable. But Sandoval looks like a fucking supermodel. And I realized that's why he wants to take a selfie, because he can control the photo, which is so fucking smart. I cannot even tell you. But I like died like the rest of the night. Like we went to the Abbey. We were like dancing, whatever. We walked by Pump, which was closed, which I find very strange. I don't know what time it was, probably like midnight or 1230. But that feels like the perfect hour to have Pump open in um, West Hollywood. Um, But shout out to Tom Sandoval, who is like a fucking Vogue style photographer. I mean, when you look at that photo on my Instagram, it's just he's perfection. He's like giving every like element of fabulosity like it's very Zoolander it's he's every it's like blue steel it's Sandoval steel and it's and I applaud him Tom Sandoval um caduce to you it was great um two other little Bravo celebrity um breaking news to our Andy's girls listeners um have a contest going with Kristen Takeman from New York Housewives who was on Andy's girls a couple weeks ago guys tweet or Instagram Kristen Takeman um a photo of your favorite summer outfit with the hashtag last night's look. So tweet Kristen Takeman, which is at Kristen Takeman, same for Instagram. And tweet me in the same, use my handle as well, which on Twitter is um, at Sarah Galley and on Instagram is at Dame Galley. Okay. And um, message us, I mean like tweet or Instagram tag us with your um favorite summer outfit with the hashtag last night's look and the winner um contest ends june 13th the winner is going to get an andy's girls t-shirt and a fucking um, nail polish from pop of color which guys can i win my own contest because i am like dying for pop of color uh, nail polish so that is exciting news bravo news number one so make sure to do that tweet us with the hashtag last night's look both of us okay with your favorite summer outfit and do it on instagram too because like instagram is like photocentric and god bless it um and because um it's just where i'm spending most of my time these days um and tweet us remember the hashtag last night's look okay with your favorite summer look and you can win that amazing contest and also i was so excited while i was in la to interview shervin from shaws at sunset who is like the most adorable um person of all time about the upcoming season i think it's lucky number seven season seven which is premiering this summer so we um had a great little interview for andy's girls after show on tv party it's exclusive to the andy's girls after show on tv party so download tv party look at that the interview will be up should be up wednesday of this week okay um so check that out because we talked about everything we talked about mj's wedding we talked about Gigi and shalom being crazy we talked about shervin um fucking up his last relationship with the australian woman annalise we talked about mike and we made some like really inappropriate jokes about Mike that like I died for. Um, Shervin was adorable. We talked about Israel. We talked about Reza. We talked about so fucking much. I simply cannot. So um, look for that interview on the after show um, on the Andy Schools after show on TV party. And let me know your thoughts. Tweet us, Instagram us, whatever us. Um, couple quick thoughts on Potomac. Uh, that just happened last night and this most recent week's ep of um, 
New York Housewives. I thought Michael was, uh, speaking of Potomac, I thought Michael was, like, super baller for saying he wouldn't negotiate his, like, extended prenup on camera. I don't know if that's what Ashley was trying to do. I thought she was just, like, making good TV. But I actually really did appreciate him being like, hi, there are cameras recording us. I'm not talking about that. Even if it was, like, a perfect tactic to get her to sign, I was very impressed by it. Um, hashtag pray for Giselle. I do not understand why Sherman was upset that his girlfriend, who he knows appears on a reality TV show, would talk about their relationship. Because I assume that if they've been dating for a year and a half, they've had conversations about, like, long-term yada. So why wouldn't she bring it up if one of the main, like, one of her main um, plot points, I guess I would say, was her relationship with her ex-husband and how he, like, cheated on her or was a piece of shit minister or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And why wouldn't she talk about him? I, and, and also, he willingly cameoed on the reunion last season. It all felt very strange to me, but also super real. And so I'm super sad for Giselle for that. But I hope she finds someone who um, loves her enough to begrudgingly be okay with her talking about them in the press, but not so much that it, he becomes like a fucking co-star. Also, I do not even a little bit understand Candace's fiance, whose name I just forgot. I want to say it's Chris. I do not care enough to Google um, I don't know if that's my own fuck up and like I'm thinking about Chris the way I used to think about Tommy and MJ where I thought Tommy was like not great and then I got to know Tommy and like fell madly in love with him and think he's the best thing to ever happen to Shaws of Sunset and like one of the best boyfriends on um, a Bravo reality show uh, and now husband. Um, I just feel weird about her fiance. I don't understand their relationship. Like it feels very high low. Like I don't know. It's like a Manolo and Top Shop. And I don't think he's really even measuring up to Top Shop. I don't get it. I guess if we saw more of him, but I don't really want to. I'm like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand Candace's ongoing relationship with her mom, but I kind of love it. I, I'm into Candace as a part of the cast. I thought she was really good casting. Like, I don't dislike her. I don't die for her. I just, she gives like her little shimmy. I think she's like, She's just kind of there, and I, I don't have anything, there's not, I don't, like, dislike her. I don't know. I just, I'm, I think it was, she was a good piece of casting. I just want to sort of understand why she's marrying that guy who, like, surprise, has, like, a bonus kid that her mom didn't know about. It's all very strange to me, but um, I'm glad I'm watching it on TV. I feel like New York is, again, I've said this a thousand times, having one of the best um, seasons of all time. Um, Bethany, you know, the Berkshires was like a slow boil, I would say. I think that, um, Murder Mystery Dinner was a mess, um, though I do love them being in period costume, even if it's like the same period over and over again. Um, but I guess Ramona would be really happy uh, with us just using her name with like the word period in the same sentence because it makes her feel young. How is Ramona 61, by the way? She is like 54 if she's a day. Shocking. Um, Bethany is only interested in having a conversation if she's leading it. Done. That's it. That's it. That's the fight with Carol. Bethany's not leading the narrative, so she's upset about it. She's unwilling to have a conversation with anyone who can effectively communicate. Carol can. Bethany's horrified by it. Um, I thought Lou jumping in about the whole, like, she's a loser thing was unnecessary and totally hilarious. Um, you know, the, do you care what I think of me? Well, I care that you have lipstick. Oh, I, I do care. I do care. I thought that was amazing. I think Lou and B are going to be 
allies, you know, there's this video of Lou um, performing her show this week where someone like asked her, because there's like a Q&A section in her show now, fascinating, um, where someone asked her um, if, you know, she was Team Bethany or Team Carol, and she said she was Team Bethany. So actually, even if they don't bring Jill Zarin back next season, which they 100% should, um, I guess she does have a uh, an ally um, with Luann, which is fascinating because they both sort of dislike Adam for various reasons, which is strange. Um, Bethany St. Carol is only into selfies because Bethany has been playing the role of Mother Teresa for like a third of a season is amazing. Um, I thought Bethany calling out Ramona about selling her skincare line on TV was the pot calling the kettle skinny girl. I just... There's a lot. It, Bethany doesn't, isn't coming out great this season. I don't get it. Please tweet me if you're still um, Team Bethany, because I've just not seen it, you guys. And you know I, like, stand for her hard. Um, that nutcracker is such a fucking waste. I can't believe someone drove eight miles, or, or not eight miles, eight hours both ways to deliver a nutcracker. That child is not going to care about that nutcracker for more than a minute and a half. It is a child. You give a kid a fucking balloon and that kid is going to be like, oh my God, it's the best day of my life. And then it's going to walk away from the balloon in 45 seconds. Like it's done. It's, it is a child. You don't need to, it's not going to change Christmas. It's just an additional material object. And maybe it's not the worst thing to say to the kid, like the nutcrackers are sold out. You don't always get everything you want. Like Please still love mommy, okay? Like, I don't know. I wasn't really into it. Um, Carol saying she was too underweight to donate um, blood at the Red Cross thing was like, oi, Carol, I don't know. Have some pizza. I know that you, like, say you eat, but, like, Carol, that's some, like, 105 pounds. I just don't even know. I feel like her leg is, like, I don't know, my arm or something. It's, like, and that's me being, like, generous to myself. Um... Ramona, it's like Billy in the street, but Ramona on the street. Ramona, like, yelling into her phone was a 900% duplicate of season three. Jill versus Bethany. I just needed a red dress and a town car, and I'd call it a day. It was a Ramona version, though, so she was, like, a little bit nasty. But she was nasty and nice, you guys, and Ramona was not wrong. And the problem with Bethany and Ramona talking is that Bethany came from a place of attacking Ramona in which to explain side and Ramona called her out and was like instead of you speaking about your feelings about Carol you're being an asshole to me and it's unacceptable and she fucking slammed her phone and the dog trotted away wagging its tail and it was like fucking terrific and I don't I just wish I wish that at some moment Bethany would acknowledge the way that she came across and the way that she treated people but she can't she's I don't think she's able to do it like Bethany talks about how she doesn't have many friends and it's like sweetie like do you understand why that is? Like, it's because you're really, really hard to be friends with. And it's so apparent this season, she's really not doing herself any favors. And, you know, you got to wonder if she hadn't done the whole Puerto Rico, um, as I like to call it, um, you know, rescue mission, which is great, but which she's branded. I mean, Bethany's getting, it's not like Bethany's like doing this you know, like, Bethany was looking for Adam to photograph this or cook or whatever the fuck he was doing, not for, like, the people of Puerto Rico, but because she wanted great, like, photos or whatever, because she's launched her own charitable initiative called Be Strong that somehow ties to her companies and stuff. It's like, she's not just doing this because it's good to do just for charity, which 
which she is, but that's not the only reason. This is just her newest branding opportunity. She's quote unquote being strong. It's the tagline for her this fucking season. Like there it's not she's not just doing it to be good. Like, you know, and I don't want to discount the good that she's doing. I'm just saying that there are other reasons in play here and that she can't castigate Carol for taking selfies when she is making sure she has professional photographers and videographers to like capture every move. You know what I'm saying? Like she's doing a lot of good, which I talk about with Danny. It's, it's excellent that she's doing it, but there's other shit that's happening here. You know, it's just, it makes me super uncomfortable because I think there's like a little bit of an edge there and you guys know I'm always going to break it down. I'm always going to say my truth, right? My true, um, housewife style. Um, I just think that there was, there's some stuff going on. It's complicated. Okay. It's complicated guys. So much happened enough of me talking about my LA trip, which was magical. Um, I'm so excited to kiki with Danny Pellegrino. Um, we talk about a lot. We talk about Bethany. We talk about Carol. We talk about his experience watching Luann's show on the West coast, which was magical. Um, so guys enjoy this amazing conversation with, um, Danny Pellegrino and then tweet us his, Instagram and Twitter, Danny Pellegrino, are fucking amazing. Um, so let us know your thoughts and um, enjoy. You guys, it's Andy's Girls LA edition. Hello, I, welcome. <laughs> welcome. I'm so excited to be joined on the LA version of the People's Couch, aka the actual People's Couch, by <laughs> Danny Pellegrino. Danny Pellegrino, the host of Everything Iconic. I feel like this is an iconic moment being in your gorgeous West Hollywood. Are we in West Hollywood? Where are we, Danny? We're in West Hollywood. Ayanla fixed my life. Like, tell me what's happening. Ayanla, you're in my office, in the Everything Iconic office. This is where I record uh, my little dog and pony show. Oh, my God. (laughs) Our dogs and ponies are having a play date, and I love it. And welcome to L.A. Thank you so much. I think I'm moving here. No, I'm not. Um, It's such a nice break from... New York, I was expecting to see more like supermodel style people just living their best lives. Here. But I, yeah, 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 like inside your apartment. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> I, I have you. So perfect. Oh God, Done. I, I can pull up my Instagram, my whole feed is models. I, is it? I exclusively follow like real housewives and male models. Are they male models is in like legit male no. models or male models is in like we love wellness? They're male models, not not that either. <laughs> They're male models in the sense that they take off their tops at a pool party and then photograph it. And then, and then they get everything for free. Yeah, exactly. Oh and then they do like weird, you know, diff eyewear sponsorships and stuff. Yeah, tell explain to me and our lovely Andy's Girls listeners what the deal is with diff. Everybody, especially Everyone's the Vanderpumpers. I know they're all doing diff. And I'm waiting. It sounds for my like own a drug. It sounds like I want my X. own. <laughs> I know. Where is your Where's diff moment? Diff? Where's our diff moments? I would wear diff sunglasses if they give me money to put them on my Instagram. How much do they retail for? I feel like they're like know. a dollar, maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like they must spend more money on hiring influencers than anything than they else make for their eyewear. But some of the eyewear is legit cute. So. Look at me trying to get my diff. Oh my god, <laughs> diff! If you're listening, DM, um, DM Danny Pellegrino at, at Danny Pellegrino. At Danny Pellegrino. <laughs> um, so Danny, tell me everything. How long ago did you start Everything Iconic? What was the inspiration behind it? Well, I started at the end of last year in October. I think was my first or end of September October, 
and I was do I my Instagram account. I make like a lot of original memes and housewives stuff. Yeah, love. And so a lot of my followers are like housewives lovers and stuff like that. And so I just decided to expand and do a podcast where I can talk about all this housewife stuff. And then, uh, you know, I love pop culture and I used to, perf- I still perform a little bit, but I used to perform regularly comedy and doing stand up. Oh, amazing. So it was just another outlet for me to, you know, give my stupid opinions. Oh and, my God. <laughs> Die for stupid chat. opinions. Yeah. Right. Like I want to talk about all this stupid nonsense. Like, That's I like love it. so important. Like literally I'm an event producer by trade and started Andy Scrolls literally because I was spending all of my time on Facebook yeah, just yeah, talking yeah. about housewives. And I was like, I might as well just yeah, <laughs> save right? my fingers a little bit of totally. a rest. It's also Give a great excuse. Time. I do interviews with some celebrities and it's a great excuse for me to be able to talk to them and ask them the questions I want. Yeah. Like, oh, I have a show. Can I talk to you now? So who's your favorite guest that you've had on Everything Iconic? Well, I just interviewed Bonnie Hunt. who was that was like my my i mean that was for me i know this people listening are like housewives fans and stuff but bonnie hunt is such a comedic inspiration yeah as a a, you know a comedian i love her so much i respect her so much i think she's brilliant so she was like a dream come true to me but i love all the people i talk in terms of housewives i talked to leanne lock and she was just amazing was she phenomenal yeah she was just exactly like what you want her to be what did she say about the both hands or they're just hands she, the impression i got was that she knows what she's doing and she's yeah. trying to make a good show she told me on if you go and listen to the episode it's one of my earlier one of my first ones but she was saying she watches all of these housewife shows and all the reality shows and studies them and it's like <laughs> it make right like right that's amazing it's like Oh my she God, you guys! Leanne Locken with her Dallas PhD, I Dr. Locken. It was everybody. Phone, it was a phone interview, but it was like an hour long. And I swear <laughs> to God, if you're a Housewives fan, like go listen to it. We spend like 15 minutes talking about her extra work and miscongeniality to, or the first miscongeniality. What was her? Was she one of the? <laughs> she's one of the beauty queens in that. Shut so she's like, if you watch miscongeniality, she's in like every scene, just sort of to the right of Sandra Bullock. <laughs> oh my god leanne and they actually are the same age that makes yeah. sense to yeah. me yeah she calls her sandy a bunch in the interview of course and she then, does I they're mean, best at one friends. point she she's like crying i mean it's an emotional journey i swear it's it's bad she started crying about what yeah. i mean she talks a little bit about her past and her history and she has a very yeah. you know troubled past with men and she tells this one story and I don't even want to repeat it because I don't even know. I, I feel like I won't repeat it properly. And yeah. It's pretty intense. Guys, everybody just listen. <laughs> but she like starts crying. Yeah. There, she like tears up at one point and then she's Leanne. rapping Cardi B at one point. I mean, she's just she's exactly what lot. you want from someone, a housewife, right? Can we talk about how amazing it was? The difference between Dallas season one and season oh, yeah. two was like night and day. Season one, I wanted to die. Like season one, I was not, not here for it like i was like why are they punishing us like why yeah. are they making me watch this because they're obviously like forcing me to sit down and watch every week and then season two i was like what yes. like the birds were singing flowers were blooming uh-huh. yeah. leanne Clouds was threatening homicide like it was uh, just so wonderful dallas it was a high point for the franchise i think like right i think it was so so good but i was one of the few people that liked season one i didn't love it i didn't okay. think it was great uh-huh. but i enjoyed it it was like a weird different flavor like a different kind of city yeah, flavor. I get that. and it really i think what turned people off was all the poop humor there was like a lot of like blue poop humor yeah there was some poop yeah. season two wasn't there a little bit there of was poop? Like a little bit yeah. yeah i mean they really leaned into it season one and then i think that turned a lot of people off 
but I liked that there were these Southern women and, and then just the Dallas flavor. And then I think Leanne, like I said, is one of the best kind of reality TV people around. I think she just gave such good television season two. She mean, really the glass, did. Throwing the hands, the doctor, you know, oh getting his God, dick sucked at the roundup. And you know, here's an exclusive. Oh my God, Danny <laughs> Pellegrino. Tell me. No, but it's an exclusive now. I you heard, heard her here first. We, we're heard. saying it's an exclusive. That's how news works I these know. days, this by the way. This is how it works, exactly. You hear it on a podcast. It's true. 100%. I heard that they filmed for the at the roundup for season three. Someone getting something sucked? I don't think that, but they filmed like a charity event or something there. So we're going to get to see the oh roundup. Oh my God, I can't wait. Weren't you dying to know like what, I want to know like what kind of guys frequent the roundup 100 percent, everything do. about the roundup i like died i died for all of it i also thought that season two casting with deandra oh, and De- cameron deandra deandra and her like fucking extremely attractive husband yes and the yeah. weirdness with the stepson i want to say who like worked at staples mm-hmm. or something he but was, was like for trying... like a week or something yeah there were there things a that really were happening hilarious photo shoot of deandra <laughs> that she yeah. posted on her Instagram. Oh my God. I'm I would s- like to encourage all listeners to go deep dive. It's like a very risque shot in her underwear where she's like um, <laughs> sitting backwards on a chair. You remember how like on Saved by the Bell, Mario Lopez would always sit backwards. 100%. Yeah. It's like she's doing that. But Every 30 year old high school student sits backwards <laughs> in a chair with like a jerry curl. Well, like Andrew did in underwear and heels. And it's <laughs> just like a shocking photo. And she posted, I don't know if she deleted it. I think it's there. It's probably there. Did she maybe delete it? Yeah, look at DeAndra's Instagram. Oh, my God. I I'm have... also changing my name to DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, I do have to say that Luann posted a photo of herself <gasps> She's doing in bras. a bra. She's, She's doing, doing bras. Doing bra. She's so got like, bra sponsorships. Listen, there. sometimes you diff and sometimes you bra. And yeah. she's living her best bra life. She looks great. She I looks, Her body, Luann's body, is like better than ever right now. Do we think it's because she's not drinking? Or even though she's sort of... Is still drinking. I mean, I, I bet you she just decided she's single now. You know, it's like right. She's, she's ready to mingle. So now she's probably like, I got to get my body in check so I can get a man, like a hot man. She, you know, she wants those. She likes those young guys and stuff. Yeah. So she probably like really spent some time, but she looks so good. I saw a hashtag Countess and Friends. Yeah. Her body and even her face, like she looked so good. She looks so good. But no matter what you think about Luann, she looks better than ever. She's had maybe the best non-work work done of totally. any housewife because I actually don't know that she's had anything. I don't think she's She used to be a model. Yeah. I mean, like, we saw that in the whole special of Lou before Luann or whatever the hell they yeah, were calling it. Before, <laughs> before BL, before Lou. BL. What, did she, what did she used to say on the show? Was it BL? That's before Lou. Oh, it could have been. She said that on the show. I just remember her talking about her Spotify catalog over and over again, which is illustrious. Um, So what were your experiences at Hashtag Countess and Friends? It was at the L.A. or did you come to New York specifically for it? I went to the L.A. show, which was in the uh, basement of a high school or something. (laughs) Like it was... You had to go through a parking garage to get in. Love it. And then it was, at this, it was at the Catalina Jazz Club, which I've never, I've been in LA nine years. I've never even heard of this place. Phenomenal. It's literally down the street. Like I've never, <laughs> I never knew that it existed. Oh my it, God. Literally you walk in, into a garage in a parking garage through the parking garage and you get to this little jazz club and the energy in that room was electric. It was like. Every Bravo lover was there. You know, the, every, it was a sold-out show, but it was sold, oh. the only people that are buying tickets to that show are people that are obsessed with Bravo. Of course. Right? They're not going for jazz. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Right. They're not going for this little, like, you know, uh, whatever song and dance right. she's doing. But 
it was just the energy was so great because everyone was so excited to see Luann and it was like you felt kind of like you're with your people it was every yes. Bravo lover was there and there was a lot of great uh like Bravo podcasters there and and weird Bravo talent like she had the friends were random bravo like the people's couch guys you mentioned people's couch they were there oh yeah were they, they were the friends oh the my friends. god were they performing are they, they singers like oh yeah scott is a performer okay interesting I mean, the performances were kind of all over the place like there was yeah. singing cheyenne jackson sang to her oh my god her. fancy shoshana bean i believe is her name yeah right. from she, wicked and a bunch of stuff right she sang a song from the bodyguard and i'm not kidding you like it blew, i was in tears I would have cried. It was so good. And I, it, the best part about Luann was that she didn't care about anyone else upstaging her. Because she sang, of course, her few songs. How many songs did she sing? Because I went right. opening night at 54 Below, like, to her very first performance. And I honestly almost had, like, an anxiety attack and thought I was going to die because I was so anxious about it. Like, I was anxious, <laughs> excited, which is, like, different from normal anxiety. I, like, genuinely was like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. So I got there 45 minutes like before the doors were supposed to open or something and I was waiting for just there forever 100% I was waiting for a friend and then I saw like a van pull up and there were production cameras mm-hmm. that were getting out that weren't filming the actual th- show they were just filming her getting out of the van and then going into 54 below sure. and then they left and she got out and I just started screaming like chic say la vie like I yeah, became yeah. like it was like literally I was 15 and it was like a combination backstreet boys in like sync on crack genuinely yeah. was like dying we got a little selfie went in Sonia strolls in talking about how she hasn't wearing any underwear like it was it was um what's his face um her ex-boyfriend oh my god friend uh, jock yes jock was there they he came with a plus one they hugged in the middle of the song i was screaming i was like literally out of i was front row standing up shrieking i mean was it like that crazy we were at a fucking like coachella whatever the show i was at i think the the friends weren't as good because we didn't have sonia like everyone wanted sonia Mm. there but she didn't show up but I will say, like, everyone in the audience was more drunk than ever. Yes. Like, we were so, me included, like, I haven't been that drunk since college. Like, I was so, oh I was God. hungover for two days. I don't drink very much. But that night, it was like, give me more and more vodka, tequila, anything you want to put in front of me. Yes. Because Lube it was just, you were feeling so good. 100%. I was in such a good mood and such good spirits. Um, so it was just such a great time. And, yeah, the crowd was fantastic. It was way too expensive. But I do How think much? she should take it on the road. I think she should do either take it on the road or do a residency in Vegas. Like, I'd love to see her at the Golden Nugget. <laughs> okay, amazing. Like just do a residency Top shelf. there. Wouldn't you love to see her there? If you were hung out or blacked out in Vegas and your friends are like, let's go to a show. When I think blackout drunk, I do think Luann. Yeah. It would be the perfect Vegas residency. It would be amazing. Allegedly, she's thinking about a national tour, but I don't know what that means. I feel like she's touring nationally already. She's in New York. Yeah, That's a part Fran. of the nation. She's in yeah, San yeah. Fran. She's in L.A. Well, and I don't know what kind of friends she could get if she's touring, because even the L.A. friends were, you know, it, they were tough. I felt like the show was 99% and friends mm-hmm. yeah, and... Totally. 1% hashtag countess. Yeah. Like, there was not... She didn't sing every song that she has. Mm-hmm. She sang Chic well, Say Vie. three at ours. Did she do Girl Code? She entered to Girl Code. She didn't actually sing it, which I was disappointed by. I wanted I to see Victoria. Oh, Victoria was at my show. In was LA? Your show? Yeah. Um, I don't remember if she was there. I then ended up going to the um, New York finale taping, which was oh, ostensibly... 
Yes, which yes. was ostensibly okay. supposed to be like celebrating her show, but obviously it was recording the finale. The and girls, Victoria was there. I want to know this. So all the cast members were at that show, right? Yes. So did they seem to be enjoying it or were they making fun of it? Oh, no. They were at the finale taping. They weren't. So I went to the very, very first performance okay, okay, where okay. the only one who was there, um, Sonia was in it and was there and Kelly Kaloran, Ben Simone um, was Love there. Her. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. really was like, oh my God, there's a lot to say there. Um, she looked well, I would Kelly? say. Yeah. yeah. Kelly looked, Kelly always she called things... into my show a few weeks back. And how was that? It was Kelly. Was <laughs> she on? Did she want to she... talk about hashtag systematic yeah, bullying? She was, like, have, she was talking, we talked about Scary Island. We talked about all that <gasps> stuff. It Wait, was... tell me what she said about Scary Island. What did she say? Let me try to think. It um, was a magical day. She, she said... wasn't escorted back by production. Everything was great. Yeah. She, I mean, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't go into the details of, like, them asking her to leave. And them because meaning the producers. I, this is what I need. I need, like, a full two-hour documentary piece on Scary Island. Like, I, all the reports of what happened vary. Yes. Like, I've done a lot of research on this. Oh, my God. So have I. Wait, let's break it <laughs> let's down. Break because it down. Like, what that, happened? Because the reunion, the, watching that reunion is so strange because I want to say it's Bethany, who references the fact that you are, were escorted back, and then Andy pretends to be confused, and he's like, oh, was she uh-huh. escorted back? And there's no actual definitive answer, which makes me think 100%. She was escorted back by a member of a production. Like, she was that unwell that they couldn't give her a ticket. Mm-hmm. Someone had to sit with her on the plane. And at that reunion, she's kind of giving these weird sound bites, like, about systematic bullying, yes. like you mentioned. And she seems very rehearsed, and she's unwilling to really talk about what happened. Every yeah. time they ask her about it, she's like, well, these women bullied me. Okay? Right. But I just read in this Us Weekly that I found when I was moving. Ooh. Could, I have it framed over there. Do you <laughs> have it, it framed? It's framed over here on that shelf. Oh, I but totally. Anyway, in that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just moved two weeks ago. Oh, my God. There's a framed Us <laughs> magazine with Lou B. And is that no, Jay-Z? Bethany, Be- it's Bethany, Jill, and Kelly Clark. Oh, it's Jill. I'm so, so sorry. Apologies to Luann. I thought <laughs> Luann was. Um, but so was that good. magazine I found when I was moving, and it's from that year it's from the season right after the season three reunion yeah and it says in there that jill hired um like media managers or what are they uh, pr crisis managers yeah and she had them sleep over her house before filming that reunion and kelly came by so that leads me to believe kelly and jill both used those pr got coaching so wait jill needed a sleepover did jill also in that magazine she had a sleepover it also says in that magazine that tom cruise and jill had the same agent That was it's interesting. Wild. During I the same era? Oh my god. eBay and trying to buy this. Um, wait a second. Jill needed someone to like spoon her to bed and whisper you are enough. You are What is that whole thing I mean, from she, the help? She, it's like you is good, you is, is kind. Important. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she did. She did allegedly. She got hired PR people to sleep at her house before filming the season 3 reunion. So I don't think we got really any answers because we really we didn't to not give us any answers. Which was really frustrating for me but also I guess amazing cuz I will consider continue to think about it. I mean, I think that my favorite fran- I don't know about you, but my favorite franchise of all time is New York. Yeah, me too. I think 100%. 100% they bring it, they're consistent. We have had OGs from other franchises leave and come back. You know, like um 
uh, Nini left um, Atlanta and came back, whatever, different thing. Most of these women, I feel like, have been on the show since forever, including the season when Lou was demoted and then had her, like, right, and had her best season ever as a result. And I feel like they, because they've known each other for 10 years Mm -hmm. and because so many of them genuinely knew each other, like, Ramona and Jill were genuine frenemies, and they're both cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, Mm -hmm. which is just excellent TV. Like, you can't get Ramona Singer in any other... Ramona's my favorite to watch. I think she's the best, wa- most watchable housewife. She of any always, franchise? Of any franchise. I think she's not the person I would want to know most or like be friends with. Yeah. But I think she's the best housewife, housewife. And Bethany also, I think, makes the best reality TV. I think minute to minute, I love and hate Bethany. Like, I change minute to minute. But I think that's why she's so good at reality TV because she keeps you kind of loving her one minute and then hating her and then loving her. So you just recently rewatched, tell me if this is correct, um, Bethany getting married, right? Oh, my God. I'm watching it now. I'm watching, like, an episode at before bed at night. It, like, calms talk me you down. Talk you down? I'll talk <laughs> you in. Oh, my God. It calms and, you down? Oh, oh yeah. God. Maybe not Bethany to... ever after. That's oh. going to keep you up. But Bethany getting married. It yeah. It's chill. It's, like, bone chilling. And I always say people ask, what they, should they rewatch? And I say, go back and watch Bethany getting married and Bethany ever after. Because watching it through <sighs> the lens of what we know now about that situation, that relationship. Jason Hopping. And Bethany's life in general. Because rest we see so much. I know, rest in peace. We see so much of Bethany's rise to fame and what she's yes. doing to rise to fame. And then this whole relationship. I mean, it's shocking to watch back. So what do you and think? It's only on iTunes. They wiped it from Hulu. Oh, I bought both. They wiped it from Hulu. I bought both when they were, I want to say while they were airing. I bought uh, like all the yeah. seasons of Bethany Ever After and Bethany and Mary because I wanted to be able to like access it at will for ever yeah. and ever amen um <laughs> i but, just spent like 50 dollars or something buying them on totally iTunes, worth it I was like, could have been a million it is what it is i would have <laughs> taken some of sonia's retirement income in her like jc penny account and i would have 100 <laughs> percent gone so, for it and i'm i'm like trying to savor it you know so I'm, i just finished bethany getting married and then i'm like two episodes into bethany ever after there's a lot that's gonna happen there's a therapy I've, session on a boat oh you've it. seen yeah, it before i watched it all I know they get lost at sea. Doctor, what's Amador. his name? Amador. Yeah, they get lost at sea. You feel bad <laughs> for the, the boat. Way, I like. So I was tweeting about watching it. You know. Oh God. And somebody, one of the people that listened to my show, they were like, "You should have Doctor Amador on your show." And I was like, "That's a great." I was drinking wine at the time. I was like, "Yeah." And so I went to his website. I sent him an email on the contact form. I was like, <laughs> "Would you come on my podcast?" And within about thirty seconds, forty-five seconds, I got a response back. Like, "Yeah, let's do it." That makes me feel. Well, I haven't done it yet, but so I'm not, sad. I'm also not sure he can talk about it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But it was. Did she go to him only for the show? Right. That's what I'm curious about because also, would would a doctor really treat a patient? I always am confused when people are um, in therapy on these shows. Yeah. Because I feel like that's not ethical. But what do I know? And like celebrity rehab and stuff. Yeah. Like, how does all of that work out? I want to know what I want to know what he thinks of all of it. And uh, I so badly want a tell-all from Julie. Julie Plake. Like Julie's the the assistant. Is that her? Yeah, yeah. Who moved to Pennsylvania, got married, had a baby. She was there through all of this. She was there through all of Jason. She and Jason Mm -hmm. actually probably had a better romance as friends than Jason and Bethany because they were like from the same area in Pennsylvania and seemed like normal people. We need this tell all. We 100% need it. It will never happen. Can you imagine Uh, the non disclosure that she signed? It's like Bethany is going to take her child from her. But, you know, Julie was there at the beginning. Maybe she didn't sign an NDA. 
Julie was there like really early. She was when they were still working out of Bethany's one yeah. bedroom that she couldn't afford in on so that place. Julie's side. NDA might not be ironclad. Oh God, we Julie! If Julie. for some reason <laughs> you're listening, you're listening Julie I can't us. imagine why you would want to hear about House Lives <laughs> Over Again. Wait, so what do you Julie think about? Julie probably has so much PTSD. She's in Pennsylvania, oh my God. and she Can just wants you... to wake up in cold sweats and just be so Bethany. grateful for her life now. Yeah. Like, talk about not wanting to have a throwback. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Bethany and Jason? I well, have mixed feelings. Disgu- I mean, Jason's disgusting. We know now some of the things he's done in their relationship. But I also, again, I go back and forth with Bethany. Like, some minutes I love her. Sometimes I'm like, oh, Bethany. But you can't deny all the good she's done in Puerto Rico. Like, I think she's really done a lot of great stuff. But then you also see kind of the fame side of Bethany with Puerto Rico, with the hiring of photographers and that kind of thing. But that side of Bethany's always been around. I don't think she even is cognizant of doing those things strictly for fame you know it's almost second nature for her to hire people to take photos of her i think it's now like a part of her skin yeah is the thing and i think it has been for a while at her wedding she literally wrote on the invitation like don't people weren't allowed to have cell phones um the okay magazine had the exclusive so i was running an errand in new york i want to say last week and i started talking to somebody that like worked at the store and as things happen we just start talking about housewives as you know every moment of the day just like you know the heartbeat and um and I was like, yeah, I have a um, podcast about Real Housewives, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, yeah, do you know? Um, I'm at the edge of my seat right now. Like, yeah, what? he's like, do you know Bethany? And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I am the cousin of her um, uh, ex-husband. And oh, I was like, Jason Hoppy? I was like, tell me everything about Jason. Tell me everything about Bren. And he literally he didn't said. go to the wedding. His wife and daughter went to the wedding and are on the show. Guys, I hope this isn't. No, I didn't tell him I wasn't going to talk about it. It's fine. Um, And his wife and daughter didn't go to the show. He refused because he's a photographer. And talk about, like, needing a camera next to you at all times. He cannot. He Uh, goes to events and must have his camera with him. And they said, you absolutely can't bring it. And he said, then I'm not going. Like, I'm just not going. I think that's a gross thing. I, look, I know they're, they were making money and stuff, but it's sort of a gross thing to say you can't bring your phones or anything to a fucking wedding. Like, imagine someone telling Bethany she can't go somewhere without her phone. She'd be like, I have a daughter. You know sure. What I mean? Like, if people have kids and stuff, they can't just not have their phones or cameras with them. And also, Jason Hoppy is from Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. His family is not of this ilk. And they were like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like, it's ba- it's almost like it's bad enough that you're marrying a reality TV star. Like, that's one thing that we just don't understand. It's a world that we don't recognize. But then we're going to your what? It's yeah. no, it, it was, for better or worse, the Bethany show. And yeah. everyone else, including her husband, was just a passenger. And I think for a period of time, it worked. Yeah. And she, as you'll see, and you, as you've seen on Bethany ever after, there were, you know, like, she wanted him to become more involved in the company. And she mm-hmm. was, like, thrusting stuff in him and trying to get him to partner with her which i understand because this is her life like skinny girl is her life she wants her husband to be a part of it but the flip side is then her husband becomes a part of it and then it's like bye gotta go like it just didn't it's i don't think anybody comes out of this 100 percent. no and but i also can see the evil in his eyes like if you watch it back really i I totally 100 percent. i i feel like you can see the darkness in his eyes and i think that and i've heard her say this but i feel like i can also see it re-watching it okay i feel like they are trying to make him look like a better person than he is that's what she would say and she would say yeah. that julie saw like the other side you to can him see it you can see it i think if really re- knowing I... what we know now i think if you rewatch it i see i'll see little things i'll be like oh that's weird or gross or you know just little moments and then like i said i, I you can look into his eyes and he's got like a patrick bateman or what's <gasps> 
American Psycho. Oh my god, He's yeah. Look in his eyes, and it's chilling. I was just, I just said the other night, it's like nothing in the movie A Quiet Place is as bone chilling as <laughs> a Bethany Ever After rewatch. Like it is so. Oh my dark. god, it's so dark. You're just so silent. And then You're she sort waiting. of does like. A, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I'm. <laughs> I'm oh, I die for it. Listen to my Bethany Ever After. No, thoughts, I I tell like people repeatedly. Show. No, every time, every and every, all of our listeners are like very comfortable with me talking <laughs> about <laughs> Bethany Ever After because <laughs> I die for it. I'm like watching it ten years later, and I did watch it while it was on, but like I'm so wrapped up to, up into it again. That it just feels good to get these thoughts out. Um, it's and therapy. Now I lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, he's, he, uh, a quiet place. Psychopath. Dark. He's dark. Something about him is very dark. Really? Yeah. And then, like the fact that he want he was like pushing his parents on her a lot, and the friends. He was like so obsessed with getting his college friends to like her, and it was like. I don't know. It just felt weird. But flip side is she doesn't have a family. She mm-hmm. doesn't have friends aside from like terry who she went to boarding school with in florida terry. 400 years ago who just goes back few, and forth she's got a few she's got that jake guy that gay. who i've met yep yeah and then she also has um there's someone else that blonde girl she's always on um her hairstylist or her no, makeup artist no 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 she's a friend she's just like a friend um, oh i know who you're talking about that thin blonde woman yeah, yeah with the, she had with a baby the, the same time. Yeah, yeah yeah she's on and i've seen her on housewives too so i feel like she's got a few Everyone she's got guys she's got three friends. friends she's got she her solid three, three. <laughs> she's got her solid Which, me three maybe way, four that's enough for me <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i'm like three friends sounds like a great amount like but don't you feel a little bit, I mean, like, listen, I started off by being a Bethany super fan, but Bethany, I genuinely yeah. feel like Bethany doesn't live here anymore. Like she know, made a bunch of money and lost all of her humility and what used to be funny now feels like hard and mean. And it feels a little bit like this season, it could potentially be an undoing, not for her being continuing to be on the show. Cause she knows she, she came back. She knows she needs the show. Yeah. Um, but it, she feels like she's zaroning a little bit. Like, oh, she totally. thinks she's yeah, a producer. Yeah. She's making strategic moves. She's not understanding that she genuinely is not the editor of the show, and this probably isn't going to turn out well for her. Like, 100%. The, it's not skinny Bravo. Is, though, there is still some signs of the Bethany that we like. I think earlier in the season, remember when we were at that weird party where everyone was dressed, like, so fucked up? Uh-huh. Like, we saw Bethany in that confessional. She was being genuinely funny, talking about everyone's outfits. And there's still that side to her, but... You're totally right. She is zaroning a little bit because I she is becoming unlikable. And the what really bugged me when she went after Carol and Carol was like very calmly trying to. Mm-hmm. You could tell Carol was nervous. Her hand was shaking. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, but Carol was still calm in her demeanor and stuff. And she Bethany was kept saying, so calm. "Why are you acting crazy?" What did she say? Like you're She's acting like, crazy. You're right scaring now, me. Yeah. And it was like that was Bethany trying to turn it around, yes. you know, and get people against Carol. But we're smart enough as the viewers that we're watching the same show she is. So it's like we're watching Carol be very calm. And I think most of us viewers can see that and say, that's Bethany trying to manipulate the camera so that somehow they're able to edit it into Carol looking crazy. 100%. But Carol wasn't being crazy. Carol was being very calm. And Carol didn't give into that. Because I think anyone else, if if Bethany had been telling Ramona, Ramona why would have been triggered. Crazy, 100%. That would trigger it, That would trigger me. 100%. I, mean, I would go full scary eyes. You, go, yeah. I, you would totally go, that's like such a smart, genius manipulation yes. to 100%. say, why are you acting crazy? Because right. when somebody calls you fucking crazy, that's when you go crazy. But Carol so smart that she couldn't do it. So I think that's what's, um, that's what's making this season so compelling is this story between Bethany and Carol because this is the first time in how many years that 
Bethany is evenly matched intelligence wise. It's the, I think it's the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. And Ramona even referenced Ramona that in her yeah, confessional. Yeah. She was like, um, this has never happened before. We're all fuck ups. There's never been someone that's been able to actually communicate effectively what Bethany is doing to her face. And Bethany's reaction typically is to just get really loud and aggressive. And I think she knows she can't do that with Carol because mm-hmm. Carol will look even better as a result, which yeah, makes me exactly. think that the reunion is going to be like fucking insane. Oh, I, can't wait. I just got chills. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like <laughs> crazy. And also Carol's blogs. Oh, I live for her blogs. I like oh my God, die for them. They're so <laughs> she's genuinely dragging. Totally. I do love that Carol the other day tweeted like, what does receipts mean? She like didn't know what it meant. So she wasn't sure if people were like saying she was being a dick or not. And it's like, no, sweetie. It's like you are good girl. You're doing so good. Like mazels. Like I just I'm so overwhelmingly team Carol on this that it's like. It's I like it hurts heart, my heart. It hurts my heart. Yeah, the, I mean, but like I, I, I said, I, I, I think I'm leaning towards. I'm well. I'm for sure leaning towards Carol. 100%. I'm for sure leaning towards 100%. Carol. But there are times, and I think like with all the Puerto Rico stuff, it it does warm you up to Bethany a little bit more. But that's what makes it so interesting to me is like this evenly matched fight. Like I don't know. I, I could change this week. I could watch the episode and be more. Yeah, team who's Bethany. to I say? I feel like I probably keep not. But yeah, no, probably, it's possible. I don't know. But what do you think what about, about watching. what do you think about Dorinda being a drunk mess? in puerto rico dorinda says it was bethany's fault because she was she drank too much and then like needed to go down for the night at like six or seven o'clock which like god bless like everybody's been there and that's Dorinda every other day so it's fine and then bethany or something that it wasn't a part of the production timing or something and bethany like dragged her to the dinner and then bethany said that it was a part of production and that dorinda should have known something um i think dorinda was totally drunk and i think we've all sort of been there i don't think dorinda is like an alcoholic i think she's just very messy and she just when she drinks she drinks hard yeah maybe i don't know maybe there's not just drinking i mean i think that dorinda's drinking hard because she's like really needs to be blackout from her current life also there's some weird thing with these girls where when they know fans like something about Mm -hmm. them like fans dorinda knows She's always trying to do catchphrases and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. Dorinda knows we love watching drunk Dorinda. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some times when she's like, I'm going to get a little tipsy. She's making it nice, but like on yeah. the rocks. And God and bless, she, I love yeah. it. No, Dorinda, <laughs> like Martini o'clock, when like the clock strikes Martini o'clock, I am just like, I love the slurring. I love NSL. I love, totally. I, I do. I don't want her to like become unwell. No, and I, but I don't think she is. Un- like, I, I think she just has fun. In those moments, like I, when she walked into that dinner and you could tell she was drunk, like I stood up, I was watching the TV standing. <laughs> I was so excited. It was like watching, I was watching a football game or something, you know, like if I was a straight guy watching football, that's what I'd be doing. I was oh like my standing God. up. I'm like, this is the moment you guys, like, this, <laughs> this is happening during this drunk. And so I live for those moments, but she probably should slow it down a little bit. Yeah. She should but, maybe like yeah. have some like bread or pasta, pasta. like Vanderpump but Rolls. I don't think she's, um. I think she has Sonya both territory. kinds of pasta, by the way. She 100%. <laughs> I'm sure she's had pasta before. Yeah. For sure. I 100%. Think, yeah. I think but John I... makes pasta a lot. <laughs> John likes his pasta. He does. Sure. He totally does. For sure. Um, so New York is your favorite franchise. 100%. I think they're all, they're so compelling. And I always say New York, each one of the girls could have their own spinoff. And I'd love to watch it. They really could. That's such an interesting Every point. They, yeah. Maybe not Tinsley. Maybe Tinsley watch... when she falls to the floor and is like yeah. screaming. <laughs> that actually, I actually thought that Scott Coupon Cabin breaking up with her was 100% fake and like for the, show. for the show. And then I saw how she acted when he came back in and how deeply awkward that was and how I 100% would have done the exact same yeah. thing, which is like <laughs> not too. great. Like that's, that's what like... I do when Postmates comes to my. I, I just like, <laughs> I get so excited. 
Um, I like Tinsley. Yeah, she's, she's better so this season. Fun this season, and um, she's just light and airy. And and I just read this story last night. Did you see that uh, Tinsley ran into Tom, like Luann of Luann and Tom D'Agostino? Yeah, and she like gave him a piece of her mind at a restaurant. Last and then night. she told Page Six about it. What it, happened? It was, yeah, it was in Page. It was in one of those like Page Six or something where it was like Tinsley stuck up for Luann and gave Tom a piece of her mind. And this <sighs> was off camera, like just a night out. And that's what I love about these New York girls is. First of all, they will drag the men. Yes. Like they, no, even seriously. If Tinsley and Luann are fighting or whatever. It's like, it doesn't matter. They are, when it all comes down to it, they have each other's back. Like Ramona like and Mario, Bethany and Jason, they all get it 100%. Uh, I, I always, uh, Greggy Bennett. Do you know Greggy Bennett? Of course I do. He, I think this is him that says it, but he always He's says, a friend of Andrew's, Greggy oh, Bennett. He's, yeah. a, he's a bravo liberty. Yeah. I think he always I think this is him who says it, but he always says that they would kill someone and uh, the cast would help each other hide the body. A hundred percent. They totally like, would. Yeah, they would. Right. That'll be season 15, by the way. Oh, Who's going to die? Do you think Jill's going to come back next season? I hope so. I've been rewatching. So I do this thing, that Patreon thing. Do you know what that is? It's no, like, tell me about it. There's this website where you can uh, basically do like bonus episodes of your podcast. Oh, so nice. So I do. It, it's a membership service too. So oh. you have to pay. So Ooh, it's like a little bit of money, but um, anyway, so I'm doing these bonus episodes where I'm recapping old Roni. <gasps> so I'm oh rewatching Roni too right now. I'm on season two right now. And oh, I'm just classic. like recapping episodes. Kelly. And, Jill was so likable in season yes. two. And so, of course, I'm in, se- in the midst of season two right now. Mm-hmm. So I, like, love Jill. I'm like, bring her back. I know, of course, we all know she turned into a huge monster season three. Right. And on and off camera. On yeah, and off camera. on and off camera. I think she totally changed. But I think that that old Jill is mostly back, right? I think that Bobby passing away, actual rest in peace, Yeah. Um probably grounded her a little yeah and i think being off i think she's still super super desperado to be back totally but i do not think if she had i think if she had come back full-time a couple seasons ago it would have been a mess and she would have dug herself a bigger hole i think that i don't know that she's become like more of a whole human being but i think that a little bit of perspective has maybe made her a little bit more graceful when Grounded? Jill was good, Jill was the best. A hundred percent. Like season one to Jill is so good. And so if good. Everyone goes back and goes back and rewatches those. You will fall in love with Jill. Hundred percent. You're gonna want to spoon with her in her bed in the Hamptons. Exactly. I mean, there are scenes where it's her and Bethany talking, and they're just like lounging like we are. Yes. And they just seem so comfortable and relaxed and funny and cute. And Jill was very humble. Bethany would make fun of her all the time. Mm-hmm. It was just she would really... like wear the wigs and stuff on mm-hmm. videos on bravo um, dot com too. She would like impersonate her. Yeah, yeah it was great, and she loved <laughs> Bethany it. Bethany was doing sketch comedy. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, reels. <laughs> she really was. Yeah. Um, um, so I would like I would like that Jill back, and so if we're gonna see her later this season, so if yeah, at if the funeral, it seems like that Jill's back. I would definitely like her to come back. But if we see her later this season and she's a monster again, I'll be like, keep her off. I don't think she'll be. A monster, but I do think that they are probably looking into her coming back because I think Carol is buying herself another season like she never has ever before. There have been some Carol moments where it's like, why is Carol back? But Carol 100% is worth coming back. I don't see how Carol and Bethany could ever recover from this in any way. I think Bethany is the Jill in this uh, situation, and what she needs is a new Bethany. And the new Bethany, someone who's going to really be her ally, might actually be 
current Jill because oh Jill God, wants to be back on the show. Bethany needs. I just got goosebumps. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I don't see. So excited. Originally, before. But the I di- don't think Bethany will come back. I th- I don't know that Beth- I think Bethany knows that she's coming across really poorly, and the okay. only way for her to make this better is to continue on for at least one more season. But I do think that what Carol referenced in one of her blogs, which was like a, a hint, hint, wink, wink, that Bethany's doing this to get a spinoff, not counting Frederick and Bethany, which wasn't a true spinoff. That was yeah. like them buying houses and yelling at each other. Or whatever. I watched every episode. <laughs> I watched one episode and wanted to die. Did I loved you- it. I don't know why. Look, I don't know why. I loved it. I thought it was soothing to me. For some reason, her really? voice soothes me. That's why I said. I'm watching her show before bed, and it's like, oh my she's god, the most shrill voice in the world. She like, really does, and, and she but, yells. But it calms me down. I am a very anxious person. So I suffer from anxiety, and for some reason, <laughs> that horribly shrill voice. I'm like, it's like oh music my to my god. ears. I love it. Well, I think you'll see and hear more of it next season, and I think that <laughs> Jill will be there screeching right along oh, with her. I think that so. they need each other, and I think Bethany is open to it. Like she said on a Watch What Happens Live or something that like, which OG would you want back? Which PS it would be like Alex or Jill, but let's disregard that um she said jill and she wouldn't if she didn't want her back and she doesn't want her back she's looking for like true friendship she wants her back because she knows she needs someone but what an arc that would be to see those two make up and and be good again i would i would kill to not kill i would love to watch that you could kill for it it's worth killing it's worth murder just a light murder though not (laughs) like a a big deal just like i mean steal aviva's leg or something hide it under a couch but i would love that arc to just see them loving each other again yeah and also going up against carol Mm -hmm. which would be i don't yeah kind of amazing maybe we get heather back then Carol would have a Heather was in Hala. my Upper East Side pied a terre uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm a Heather apologist. I love her. Um, I die for Heather. I think Heather was Heather left when Bethany came back, and she realized that like this. What I think Heather goes into these situations and wants true friendships and wants true conversations, yeah. and knew that Bethany was incapable at that point and maybe forever of yeah. having that kind of dialogue, and was like, "I'm done. Like I'm not. I don't need this." But I did ask Heather after we recorded. I was like, "Would you ever consider coming back?" And she's like, "Not right now, but never say never." And yeah. Heather's doing this whole thing where she's like climbing Nepal and like launching a new nutrition company and like doing a lot of stuff. And I just think that if Heather came back and Bethany was still on and this is something i think i talked about on andy's girls last week with damien um if heather came back and it was heather and carol who are genuine still friends Mm -hmm. like genuine genuine still friends versus bethany and jill who might become genuine friends but certainly need each other and have reason to be bonded together i think it would be like insane it would be like the bravo olympics like yeah. never to but I never to happen it. again i think it would be crazy i love it i think heather is underappreciated in terms of housewives canon like i always thought she was a good housewife i totally agree with you i think the same too and the fact that she's being referenced so much this season who would have ever Although i got so pissed when they said it said like heather carol's friend it was like, i know i was like i know who heather is yeah how, how dare you disrespect because they're tummy. they're friends they talk about their friendship Ugh. circles and not their cast because production doesn't want to pull it away that much it's like we know who heather is um, we know who Heather is. I do want to talk to you about some folks on Beverly Hills. What were your thoughts on yeah. this past Forgotten I Season? The last season of Beverly Hills was the worst housewife season of all time. I really think it was like the worst. Really? Yeah. I thought Worse that than Orange OC. County, yeah. I had originally thought Orange County Peggy. was I thought the last season of Orange County was really terrible. Yeah, it was it was rough. But I do think looking back, 
I think we got a few iconic moments from the last season of Orange County. Okay. We got Shannon with the plate. It's not my fucking plate, you bitch. Oh, my right? God. That whole scene I could watch it over and over and right? over again, 100%. That was fantastic. And then even Kelly in the window at The Quiet Woman, that was fantastic. <laughs> we got that We got that moment in Iceland where Vicky had the towel over Yeah, and was, I mean, like, having a heart attack. That whole But it was, was like, fantastic. indigestion. Yeah, but, so yeah. good. So we got, like, a couple moments from Orange County last season. Overall, yeah, it was not good. But when you when I think back on like all of uh, how how many seasons has Orange County been on nine hundred thousand. When I think back, like those are two moments at least off the top of my head that I think, oh, that was a great Orange County moment, right? Beverly Hills, like I don't think there was one moment that I'll always remember from Beverly Hills last season. Like, was there anything? No, the there's only thing literally that I sort nothing. Sort of liked was the uh, Lisa Rinna drunk in New York. Mm-hmm. when they were in fashion week or something but it wasn't even like a specific moment. oh yeah and she was, was like on like, the couch like being a little sloppy right yeah, yeah she was up. just kind of being sloppy but it wasn't like something so memorable or something but so what did beverly hills give us it was like so slow like a snail's pace the little threads that seemed interesting they never explored like i always always think the uh kyle lvp dynamic is really yes. interesting underneath the surface yes but it's well like under of, they present it and then we never get to any of it because neither like they, of them want to go deep exactly exactly so none of them want to go deep so we're all just sitting there watching this boring thing and you know everyone is so critical of erica at the reunion but at least she gave us something like she was really cold and everything but it was like something interesting like i don't and i don't even like erica but it was like something interesting to watch i felt like this season was so boring but i feel like the something interesting that she was giving us which was super cold she didn't in any way address they said that she had a migraine which i don't 100 percent believe they said way after the fact not well in the episode 100 percent. and it wasn't like yolanda who was physically incapacitated (laughs) sitting on a couch do you remember that though she was like near tears and it was like her brain was on fire Mm -hmm. and she was just doing her best and then you could tell like she was not fucking around like you could tell she needed to go home and go to bed like erica was just disconnected erica didn't look yeah not that you can tell if someone is unwell but erica wasn't behaving in a manner to me that suggested that there was a medical malady which they blocking her. i don't know why they didn't address that if she had a migraine they should have addressed it on camera and said because i get it like my, my uh, boyfriend gets migraines and they're debilitating sometimes like he'll be on the bathroom floor so i know if you do get a if you're someone who suffers from right migraine, you need to be completely quiet and alone like, like in the fetal yeah 100 so it's like they, why didn't they say that though if it was really that then they should have said something and also why didn't andy say did he ever say like you seem off, off or, something? or something i don't think he ever did and i didn't understand she just was coming in so hard and was so unwilling to have a conversation mm-hmm be in any way humorous or humble and i keep saying i miss erica girardi and she's become erica jane full-time and that's just not enough for me like i love her i love expensive i haven't listened to cars but i is it good okay i mean like trashy good yeah oh yeah no that's the only way to have good to be um (laughs) (laughs) but i just wish i think it's too late now like now she just wants to be with her glam squad spending 40k a month which to me seems low and (laughs) for like the main it's 24 7 she's she's just a variety of beautiful almost couture straight off the runway looks and that's it like where's the personality where's tom also by the way the people that like her though like all that stuff about her so it's like she should have a spinoff show if she doesn't want to get in the mix with the girls then i feel like go do another show or something because if you're not gonna interact with the other women then what are we doing here but is there even enough for a spinoff because i'm exhausted i mean i with the idea yeah Yeah, you wouldn't watch i I mean i I know people that love her love the the put her putting on a show and her glam squad being around like they love all that 
I was thinking maybe she was being super cold because she was negotiating something and didn't want to give too much and felt like maybe she was in a power position and didn't need to give everything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They need to do something, though. uh, To mix it up. This season was just so bad, and they were kind of – I read in interviews they were saying it's more of like a lifestyle show, and they were trying to show more lifestyle stuff. But then it's like, well, show us lifestyle then. I don't want to see Lisa Renna trying to fix her rat problem. You know, like they kept doing those weird asides. So it's like, if, if this is a lifestyle show, make it a lifestyle show. But right. then that needs to be like, I, then why would you hire a new housewife? Who doesn't. Who doesn't really have like, isn't super rich or something. Right. Like, or lives in this beautiful house and also has like a summer house. So I think she has money from her dad or whomever, yeah, yeah. but doesn't want to talk about it. Like you need to embrace it or not. Like your exactly. horses are like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like if that's what the show is going to be. Otherwise, right. give us the drama. Uh, then give us the drama we want. It just doesn't feel like the, the drama right there is organic. Yeah. They need to throw like a super rich kelly dodd or something into the mix someone messy a kelly dodd there was rumors that there's this uh guy jared blandino that there's rumors i don't know that this is true but somebody said this on uh leslie grossman said she uh heard this and she was on my show last week and she said she heard that he's going to be the first male housewife and he's what yeah and he's on social media kind of playing it up which leads me to believe that he's not and he just needed attention on social media on his instagram and stuff he's been posting like has he been hashtagging rhobh because that's the number one way that you know this person isn't real i don't know he uh, people were tagging me because uh leslie had mentioned it on my show and so uh he was writing that on everything iconic someone has said that i'm the first male housewife and, (gasps) and then he did some like winky things on his social media or whatever alluding to the fact that he is which leads me to again to believe that he's not right because right no 100 percent. if he was if he would be very quiet to, we'd be very careful 100 with your contract because they haven't started filming yet so that leads me to believe that or not but the idea of a first male housewife i feel like anything to spice up <sighs> beverly hills would be good Ooh. like anything we need something there i don't know that a male housewife's the way to go i don't but... know that i die for that yeah you know I don't know. I, I, I'm back and forth too because on one hand I think it's great, but on the other hand it's like, can't women just have one thing? <laughs> Honestly, like, can't we can't just have, we like, just one have our thing one like, thing, which is like having cry. gobs of money and screaming at each other and making <laughs> no, each other cry? Like, honestly, like, can't have we carved out that life <laughs> no, but, for ourselves in the universe? But it's like I want, I, you know, this is a female centric show, and it's like I, yes. I like watching women. Bitches be, be crying and be uh, you Queen. Know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, but, yeah, so I don't know that having like a gay male on there is the way to go. But then on the other part of me, it's like, well, at least it would spice things up for Beverly Hills because it's so boring. What did you think of Teddy? She seems really sweet and super sweet and very normal, very down to earth normal, but not someone I'm interested in watching on one of my shows yeah that's the thing is that she i actually was like on her side 100 yeah. percent through the erica jane thing so that was completely ridiculous um and i but i initially was like i hate her she's the worst like this is like not as bad as eden, eden sassoon but it's like adjacent <laughs> eden was i think eden, eden at least like gave us some moments at least like, eden's been tweeting that she agrees with kanye and i'm like eden. oh okay never mind eden's canceled <laughs> eden. <laughs> i take back everything i just said about eden. i thought she was pretty rough yeah. i thought eden was pretty rough although i guess like the stuff to kim about like let's I talk like about your messy, drinking so, see that's where i just like the messy because she doesn't know like eden no one told eden the show that she was gonna be on eden yeah. if there are people that say that they don't watch the show before joining they are 100 liars with the one exception being like eden pilates <laughs> is my life sassoon where she was just like she's just peace and love okay that like last don't episode, anybody she tried she like that very last episode she like 
She's like, I gave you my time, my energy, my heart, you mm, bitch. Remember yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Monologue. It was and better than I, Shakespeare. It was. Yeah, Shakespeare it was, so was like, good. oh my God, I just died again. He was 100%. Shook. He was yeah. 100%. <laughs> was shook. So, who is your, I don't know if I asked you this, but I'm like dying to know. So, tell me again, who would be your dream person to have on Everything Iconic? Oh, Housewife, Housewife, Housewife Edition. Yeah. Um, Housewife and then other Bravo shows. Well, uh, in terms of Housewives, I'd love to talk to Luann. Dorinda would probably be uh, any of the New York girls because I love New York. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk to any of them. I don't know about Ramona because I like her so much on the show and I haven't heard the best things about her. In per- so I don't know that I'd want her on my show. I've heard she's like kind of a yeah trash like a box, diva. like monster yeah. garbage <laughs> person. Like, which is, I'm actually nerd because I'm afraid that Ramona would be like, oh my God, if you got a new nose, it would be oh. great. Like, you know, like Ramona, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. when she was interviewing her assistants and to one of them, she's like, here's my skincare. Like, use <laughs> this and don't come outside until yeah. you're done. Like, I, I think that Ramona would like maybe break me, like break me in half, but um, I totally hear you. <laughs> yeah, she would be like, she, yeah, I don't want to like go to lunch with her. Mm-hmm. God forbid. But no. Ramona's also one of those people that's surrounded by friends. Like, Ramona is, if we're going to talk about, like, how Bethany doesn't have any friends or has three to four, which is, like, the absolute max. Ramona Ramona has, like, 50 friends who've been. All of them are named Missy. They are all named (laughs) Missy. Every single one. But they've all been friends with her for 100 years, which makes me think that she might be a nightmare and super classist. But also is a really amazing girlfriend, which of all of those bitches, like, that's actually something to be said. Yeah. Well, I think you could see that with her relationship with Carol, because Carol's been around her long enough that if she was a monster, I don't feel like Carol would warm up to her at all. So I think Carol's seen the good stuff. Have you heard anything about Carol IRL? No, no, but Carol, you know, yeah. she, what upsets me about her is that she's on that book cameo website now. And Poshmark. <laughs> Carol yeah. now tweets about her size like, zero dresses on Poshmark. Yeah. And I'm like, Carol, I know that Carol doesn't have Kennedy Radswell money because Lee Radswell, um, her former husband's mother, didn't get a lot of money. Like yeah. Jackie got the money and then Jackie got the next husband. And like mm-hmm. there was that whole thing. So like they were riding on obviously being a part of American history and dynasty and great old name, great, you know, old money kind of name. But I don't know that she, I don't know how much money she was actually yeah. left. It's upsetting though. Right. Like I want all those other women to do those sponsorships, but I don't want Carol to do it. it like right. She feels about like she should be it. rising above. Yeah. But you know what? That's where we're at with Carol now. She's genuinely she's a like, housewife. She's, and she has a Poshmark closet in. that I have visited and been like, what could I scrounge? What shekels <laughs> can I scrounge together to buy a size zero ridiculous mm-hmm. dress for $9 million? And it's absolutely not going to happen. So what other, do you watch all of the um, housewife franchises? That. What are your thoughts on like Potomac? I watch all Potomac. of them now. I just started Potomac. Okay. I really love it. I love this season, but I never watched the other two seasons, but I think it's fantastic. People were telling me that there was like a meme fight. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. Like, oh, 100%. Between Robin and Moni. And then I saw Moni. the press conference thing. The press conference with Matt, who, by the way, is, what is Matt the know. intern? Like, I really feel like Karen is borrowing a little bit from Sonia, where she's yeah. like, this is my executive staff. And it's like this guy who just, she just like posted a Craigslist ad and was like, do you want to be on TV? Come join me. Like, it's it doesn't yeah. really like mean anything, but he's apparently crucial and an integral part of her perfume company which should be a what was it like a scent experience or some sort of scent adventure (laughs) yeah it's in the (laughs) which like karen what was that she's really trying so so great i think if people haven't started potomac like just jump in this season because it's like yeah you don't have to watch the other two honestly you really don't yeah you don't i just jumped in with this one and i'm obsessed with it i still don't quite know their names that's fine neither do they i know karen and giselle and then i know that robin's sort of like 
this is how I think of it in my head. Like Karen and Giselle are at like the right end of the spectrum. They're older. Yeah. And then there's like the young, young girls. And Ashley. Robin's sort of in the middle. Yeah, 100%. So I don't know the young girls' names. Um. So what did you think about this super depressing, not to like give my opinion, psychic experience with Juan Dixon and Robin and the psychic when they're talking was, about? I mean, that whole episode, I think, was just a little slow. So yeah. I think in general... If you're going to start Potomac, start from the very first episode of this season. Yes. No, <laughs> totally. It was so slow. And the the weird, um, you're right, the depressing psychic experience, especially in terms of housewife psychic experiences that we've seen yes. on TV. It's like we've seen so many great ones that this one was just really lackluster. It was no, like, Brooks doesn't have cancer, yeah, let's say. Or, yeah, or Alison Dubois. Oh, my God. Or um, even Dinner Party Mimi in the Elephant Room. 100%. Yeah, none of those. I mean, those were all way up here. And so the Potomac one was down here. But it's Potomac is so, so good. And I love Karen as such a great housewives character. She's a dame. I feel like every franchise has a dame. Ramona is probably the dame of New York. Mm-hmm. Vicky, OG on OC, 100% LVP. They have so many interesting things going on in Potomac. They have tax issues. They have one of yes. the husbands, maybe gay, I think. Which one's gay? Well, I think Juan? we talked about that. I don't know which one of the young ones. Oh, um, no, Ashley's husband, Michael. They were like, does okay. he swing? Yeah. And then there's something, an issue with uh, an, one of them's mom. is Ashley's mom is super there's emotionally a drunk, manipulative. A drunk driving situation. Monique. A lot of good stuff going on, and it's not very polished, and it's fantastic. What do you think about Monique v. Ashley, about their little um, fight over whether – it wasn't even really, like, whether she was drinking. It was the fact that, like, yeah, whether she was drinking, but also, like, did you need to reference this on camera? Yeah. I thought what's so compelling about that stuff is none of the other franchises would let that air. Like, they're talking about this drunk driving situation on camera, and if this happened in Beverly Hills – I mean, any of them, I don't think they would talk about it on camera. I think the girls would have some sort of pact, like, don't bring it up, and we wouldn't ever really get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And Potomac, we're seeing it play out, and I think that's so interesting. Yeah, that's because a good none, point. what uh, these girls don't want a drunk driving scandal about them out on TV, right? And Mo- I mean, Monique really came for her really hard, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, like I I understood, but also you had like six hundred martinis at dinner, like I mean, people dark. are going to talk about why you crashed into a tree. I think that she yeah. keeps referencing like she's exhausted and she's super tired, and I get that, but also like even then though, you shouldn't be driving. You shouldn't be driving. You should not be driving. Get an Uber. Get a I don't know if they have Uber in Potomac, right? Yeah, I bet they do. Or Uber pool. Like, listen, you want, you have five houses. Maybe you want a six. Save those money. Like, even if you're that tired, I mean, you're putting other people in danger. If you're, if you're so tired, that's to me is just as bad as if you're drunk driving because you're not yourself. If you're so tired that you're going to fall asleep at the wheel. P.S. Neither of them acknowledge the fact that they shouldn't have been in a car. Like Ashley went and watch what happens. And she's like, I myself had to stay in the car for 20 minutes and like figure out if I could drink, which is not great. Like neither of them they're So Ashley's like trying to make it better by being like, I was drunk too. And it's like, sweetie, like that's not really helping anybody. So what other girls, what other in any of the other franchises, what other girls would be talking about this on Watch What Happens Live or like being so Absolutely open nobody because they would think that they would be liable, like yeah. especially New York, everybody. <laughs> they would be smart <laughs> enough to know that that makes them liable. A hundred percent. Like everybody on New York, that's just like a, that's a brunch for them uh-huh, is to have uh-huh. like seven to 6,000 martinis and like yeah. call it a day. But then in New York, they like take a fake stretch limo and yeah. yeah, they don't have to die. I mean. Potomac's delivering now though. I like it. I'm super into it. I am su- I'm super excited about Potomac, just like killing it. I'm super excited about New York. I feel like these are our rewards for um, yeah, super rough seasons. We had two low points with Beverly Hills and Orange County, but I think we're rising from those ashes. 
I and also, we have Dallas coming up, and yes. I think Orange County, I, I think, and I hope that they'll cr- uh, course correct this season. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. What do you think is going to ha- – I mean, I'm shocked that Beth- – uh, that not Bethany, that Vicky – oh, God, that's a strange thing to get on my mouth. Um, Bethany and Vicky, getting them confused. Um, I was shocked that Vicky survived the reunion and that Tamara and Shannon decided to forgive her for whatever reason. I thought that was stupid on their part. But now they're genuinely like yeah. – friends on social and they're putting it aside because they want to be fun because nobody wants to lose their jobs and they all decided they need each other so i'm just hoping that doesn't mean we're not going to get any drama i didn't see the trailer yet i think the trailer was due to come out today so Ooh. oh my god exciting now, but, um i'm curious to see if there's going to be drama because kelly dodd went on a jeff lewis show i think oh okay and said that it's the season's really funny and not very dramatic. I believe I'm paraphrasing, so I might get that wrong, but I think she said, yeah, it's going to be more funny than dramatic. And I don't want them to be comedians. I don't think orange County, those girls are funny. I think Shannon is hilarious. Shannon, Yeah. I love Shannon. I like really Diver. She's Shannon. my all time favorite housewife. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's so good for this show, but I think it'll be interesting to see her and Kelly single. I can't wait to see them. Single yes. They're turtle timing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm super into it. Me I think too. that's actually really, really smart. And I think Kelly, who I was terrified of, like genuinely physically afraid of, like not quite Daniel Staub, but like, close yeah Yeah, i think that kelly had a huge turnaround last season and everything with like going through her divorce and saying like i deserve more my daughter wants to see me do more and her like trying to help people and obviously she has those moments where she's like mom shaming um megan king edmonds but she what (laughs) my stomach's growling oh (laughs) (laughs) i hope they didn't hear that you're hungry for that no i didn't um (laughs) uh what was i oh what were Kelly Dodd Kelly Dodd is everything. Oh, I like Kelly Dodd. Yeah, she blurts everything out though. She doesn't have a filter. She's like Ramona in that way. She can't stop herself from spitting things out. Oh, she totally is like yeah. Ramona, which means that like sometimes you have she has moments where you're like you're lovable or like mm-hmm. you're really interesting and I don't want to like you know die watching you. But then there are other moments where it's like oh my god she seems yeah, super unwell. Yeah, I hope the Orange County girls make it make it nice next season i think they will oh yeah well they make it nice i really and i I hope hope that i mean at the very least i'm thrilled that they got rid of peggy because i and like such bad yeah so much like i really disliked seeing them on tv as um a heterosexual white woman nothing gave me more just anger and fury than Lydia sitting in a fucking like Ugh. drag bar or wherever the hell they As were. Hey man, that drag bar is literally right next door where they were. Oh my God. <laughs> I live, I'm right by Hamburger Mary's and that's where they were. I was episode. so pissed. And yeah, it was, she it was, was like, I can't shot. do it because I've got, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Does it say worst. like thou shalt not go to drag bingo on like oh, in the shit. Bible or whatever? Cause we need an 11th commandment that tells you to like, shut the fuck up. Because shut I don't the, know. <laughs> 11th commandment. Shut the fuck up. Lydia. <laughs> thou shalt. Yeah. Lydia <laughs> McLaughlin. Lydia. With your weird oh. quarterly magazine that I wanted to subscribe to until I saw how much money it was. And then yeah, I was expensive. like, this is not worth it. It's expensive yeah. to be her is She's the moral of that story. Worst. And I hated Peggy. I hated her. And Peggy is still on social media, like kind of hashtagging herself. Hundredth housewife. Yeah. And it's like, stop it, Peggy. Like that was an accident that you were the hundredth housewife. You didn't become lucky number hundred. Who from Orange County would you want to see come back? Is there anyone from the past that you would like to see again? Um, I have spoken to Gretchen about her coming back, but I don't know if that would work. I think that she's Zarened a little bit and Mm. I don't know what's left there. Um, 
maybe Alexis mm-hmm. because I think Jim calmed down a lot and yeah. now they have those like jumping parks or trampoline whatever parks, trampoline yeah. parks <laughs> jumping parks um you just you just jump it's twenty dollars you're gonna love it um I don't know what about you I would I mean maybe oh like, do bro I oh, want to see yeah, the house yeah, yeah. yeah do I know that was so upsetting. we got screwed out of that um, we saw the ice but not the house I would also like to see Lynn Curtin back because she has those messy daughters. But those daughters are now like really fucked up. I don't know what's going on. With them one now. of them got a couple million dollars because she said she was sexually assaulted <sighs> by a cop. That was the younger one. Oh my god! Who I think has also been in a lot of adult films. And then the I other one is that. just covered in tattoos, and I think has a kid, and was like a part of a well, now suicide something. I know, but it's like land <laughs> with those cops. Like, like maybe, we, maybe we could like start a GoFundMe so that you and I could each get like a cough. Yeah. And so that Lynn can pay like, her bills this like month. But like, I don't, I think like Lynn is like more in the Kim territory where mm. Kim Richards territory where it's like, she's just not well. <laughs> like, like we don't Poor really, Lynn. she kind of like brings down the room a little bit. Yeah. And her thing with her husband was rough. It was, remember when they served them papers on camera? Wow. Yeah. And her daughter had no makeup on and I was like, oh, that's gotta, that's gotta I, hurt. I would be pissed. See, I wanted to check in with them. And I, I always like to check in with them. I don't always need them back for, like, a full-time season. But I yeah. like a scene here or there. Like, throw them in. For, like, give them a $100 day rate. <laughs> like, 100%. show me a scene of what they're up to now. Gina Kia would actually be great mm-hmm. to bring back. Do I would put remember? Gina on that Gina list. Gina would be great. And she had the hot son who was a monster. Yes. But who was homophobic. And then he was in a movie mm-hmm. about, like, being a gay man. And now he's, like, a normal person. And like I understands for all people. All. I need to look at pictures of him. He was cute. Yeah, he was cute. <laughs> he, he was, was ang- cute. he had serious anger mm-hmm. issues, but Very he angry. looked terrific. But like just let us check in. Remember they uh, did that scene in Beverly Hills where Dana Pan came in and like smoked a cigarette with Taylor. <laughs> it's like the most train wrecky scene. It's like, but it gave us everything we need from her for the whole season. Yeah, it's like just I want more of those kind of things. Like just have one of the girls and meet with them. Yeah, and just show me what especially the messier ones. So like show me one scene with Lynn Curtin where Lynn updates us on our life. Yeah. And, and you still feel like she's a part of the universe. Yeah. That's always like the nice thing about housewives. When you see people like ducking it out, we saw that on, um, Atlanta last season, the season before with like Lisa Wu, oh, when yeah, she did yeah. a little cameo and I was like, Oh, that I was such a, a nice little like uh-huh. slice of life. Like I love remembering these women because yeah. they gave us so much. So I just want to check in and see, do like a little welfare check. Like, are you okay? Like, totally. how are you in your life which marriage you want really quick 100 yeah. percent, because you know time has not been kind when you don't have that bravo check coming in like where's all the filler gonna come from hopefully not lisa, lisa wu was Parts always unknown. really pretty though she looked good when she came back i think she was but she was yeah. like a little bit of like a not a total grifter like the curtains but she had some like weird stuff and then her husband and her divorce and there was some weird bankruptcy situation which is sad because her marriage seems great on camera, yeah, but that's the whole good. thing. But you never but know. But see, that's why we need to check in with these women and just know what they're up to. I'd love to see a Taylor totally. Armstrong for a minute. I would. Yeah. I would also like, again, Dana Pam to come in for another scene where she smokes a cigarette on camera. Dana Pam is in jail. Well, you know what? Let's get some cameras there. Yeah. <laughs> You, uh, come on, she's probably able to leave. Can't we get a camera in the waiting yeah, room? Yeah, she'd she, be into it. She'd check them in. Kyle, like, go to visit Dana in jail. Yeah, and like, like Rikers. that screen up. And 100% would be super cute. Them. Oh, that'd be amazing. And, like, her fellow, like, cellmates could do her hair and makeup. Yeah, so, like, you save on that. production. So I, I think everybody's that. a winner. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like a winner having you here. Thank you so much for coming over and doing this. Oh my God, Danny Pellegrino, everything iconic. Tell us all your social media handles. Yeah, so on so on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Danny Pellegrino, and the podcast is called Everything Iconic, and we talk about housewives and we have celebrity guests. We also talk a lot about pop culture stuff and love um, all that kind of good, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But you can go to everythingiconic.com or the podcast is on iTunes or uh, Spotify, all those places. Wherever you get your podcast, yeah, Stitcher. You guys. Ooh, Stitcher. Everywhere, <laughs> we're everywhere. Oh my Pod god. Bean. is that a thing? Ooh, I, I don't like know. Makes thing. me want a coffee though. <laughs> I'm like into it. Go to everythingiconic.com. Oh my god. Well, this felt super iconic and amazing. Thank you so much for having me on your couch. Thank um you. that doesn't sound dirty in any way. Um such a pleasure and I yes. can't wait to kiki with you soon. Yay, thank you. Thank Bye, you Danny. Bye, Bye guys. Okay, was that not like totally magical? Um shout out to Danny Pellegrino. It's like a true treat to record with him. Guys, this is like a 900 hour long Andy's girl, so I hope you love it. Um remember to tweet myself at Sarah Galley and at Kristen Takeman and also Instagram us at Dame Galley and at Kristen Takeman. Use the hashtag last night's look. Take a fucking photo of yourself in a summer outfit, okay? And win a goddamn gorgeous Andy's girls t-shirt and pop of color nail polish. Um listen to the shirt interview on the Andy Scrolls after show on TV party. It'll be up Wednesday. Um, tweet Shervin um, and myself, your thoughts about that. His Twitter and Insta are the same um, at alpha Sherv. He's extremely attractive. Just wanted to let you know that, that um, in advance of the video, I was kind of like dying on the inside. Um, and let us know your thoughts, Danny, me, Kristen, Sherv, just a little motley crew of Bravo Leverties, myself included. Um, guys, such a pleasure to kiki with you. Um, let me know everything about everything. And I will um, talk to you next week, um, aka like in a couple days from now. Guys, such a pleasure. Um, love all of you and also myself. And I'll kiki with you soon. Bye, guys.